Welcome to episode number 63 of Take Him With You for April 11, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. Yes, this week we're going to talk about uh, didgeridoo practice, videotaping, and the eye drool. have some fun things to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, visiting a church on Easter that was really different than what we're normally used to, our guest hosting and co-hosting on other podcasts, and uh, all sorts of really cool stuff. We start a brand new series this week called What Turns Your Crank? Secrets to Better Communication. Should be interesting. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sondheim. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. All the way up to chapter five now that you can listen to. If you uh, head on over to themartiansarehere.com and plug it in, you will enjoy the story. Time to find out what's going on at our house, the Moyers, on Take It With You. Well, what a busy last few days we've had, huh? Very busy. Yeah, I'm Rick Moyer. And I'm Amy Moyer. We're married. We sure are. <laughs> yeah. For better or for worse, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh because, well, we laugh. You can laugh or you can cry. It's or you can stick laugh. a needle in my eye. That's not very nice. Sorry. I'm just doing a little uh, poetry there. Okay. Morbid poetry. Yeah. Anyway. We've had a, a very busy last few days with it being the Easter holiday weekend. A lot of driving. Yeah. Well, we can tell everybody what we did. Mm-hmm. We went up to uh, visit my folks and my sister and my brother and their families up on Bainbridge Island, mm-hmm. Washington, it, about two and a half hours from our house. Yeah. It, three, depending on how many um, traffic rest stops yeah. and mostly rest stops because... And, 
Yeah. We, we need lots of rest stops. We well, for you. Well, for me. And we took our dog, so we had to take her on a little Just when we thought the dog her. was going to kick the bucket, we start giving it vitamins, and she bounces back. And now she's very excited well, to go places. And... bounces back, but you, you can't take her on long walks anymore. She collapses on the way home. And that's, <laughs> so, you know, that's not good. But anyway, yeah. we, we since we only went for a day trip... Um, we cleared out the back of the PT cruiser and put her doggy bed in there. Mm-hmm. And had her little doggy treats. And Andrew lifted her up into the, because she couldn't get up. Yeah. Uh, lifted her up into the back, and she sat there and had a great time. She was thrilled. Yeah, she likes going on drives with us. Yeah, and uh, probably because my son pointed out that I buy her a hamburger. Or an ice cream cone. Yeah, but we didn't this time. We didn't, but we had We got doggy. her a cheese stick. Oh, yeah, Andrew got her a deep-fried cheese stick. I'm not sure, but we, you know, our dog is really fat, and we're just, like, not very good dog owners because she's so fat, but she can't go on walks anymore. And she eats the cat food. Yeah, we buy adult dog food, you know, for her, but she prefers the cat food, so. (laughs) It's not good for dogs. No, she gets really fat. However, she does meow. Excellent. She doesn't meow. Except for you call her Moo Moo Kitty sometimes. Oh, gosh, sharing my pet names for my pets. I, I don't Moo Moo Kitty? Wow. I have no idea why I call her the Moo Moo Kitty. I always have. Yeah, it's kind of Don't odd. repeat this anymore. Okay. People are going to... You call your dog a Moo Moo Kitty? No wonder she's so weird. Yeah. Well, she's a cute old dog. Though she's just a mutt. We she's a her, barrel with toothpick legs. We got her free from someone that had this, like, part terrier, <laughs> part something else. Lab or something. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. She's just a, a good old mutt. We love her. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know why we're talking about taking her with us, but we did. Yep. Dropped her off at my sister's house. And then we went with my mom and dad. We went to this church on the island, uh, which was an Episcopalian church. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any Catholic listeners or Episcopalian listeners out there or... or uh, We have a good friend that listens that's Episcopalian. Yeah. And it was a really different experience for us because we have been used to churches that are, aren't very formal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a really different experience, and uh, it was cool. Beautiful um, church. Yeah. The, the actual physical building was beautiful, and then the people were real nice. The, the sermon was really good, and the scripture was just the scripture. They just read out of the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, that was good. It was, um, you know, in the last, like, 20 years, we've gone to... You bring your microphone up a little bit. I'm sorry. Not oh, that the part. microphone. Yeah. Um, the last 20 wow, years. You, maybe you could turn your microphone. Just hold on. We have technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. Turn See, it which way? Well, now look at it. See, you want to speak into the part. She just dropped her windscreen. You want to look into the part and have it right at. There you go. She's really good at that. Okay. Now she's got to find her windscreen. But now my little nylon black windscreen thingy's on the floor. It fell off. Yeah. She's going to pick it up now, ladies and gentlemen. And she's going to put it back on her microphone. And now we're going to be able to actually hear her at the same volume as me. Do you think so? Excellent. Okay, we'll try. Much better. Yeah. So anyway, the last 20 years we went to more non-denominational charismatic churches that, you know, were more casual, less formal, and less traditional, more modern, contemporary. So it was kind of like... The like, building like was in the really... churches, yeah, like in the churches we've been in before, we didn't. There, nobody wears robes or anything like that, and and it, everything wasn't scripted out. Yeah, this was interesting. When we came in, they handed us this brochure or this bulletin, and it had the whole service scripted out except for the guy that was speaking. I don't know what they call him. The vicar. I don't know. I don't think that's the He's vicar. He's a priest. 
Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. But, he, but these priests can marry. Yeah. He had kids and he's had a wife. So it wasn't Catholic, it was Episcopalian, which yeah. is, there's a difference between. Anyway, I'm not an expert on all that. I'll, it, it's basically the American form of the, the Catholic Church, because, yeah, the Anglican Church split off the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church, and became kind of an English Catholic, and the Episcopalian is the American version of the English Catholic. Okay, I'll take your A little word for church it. history there. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway. Uh, long story short, the, the the service was about an hour and ten minutes long, and the, the only one part of the service freaked me out. Everything else was it was it was good, but I really enjoyed the the guy that was speaking his sermon. Okay, you have to tell him the part that freaked you out. Well, now you got to understand that from the background we came from, all the evangelical churches, they when it came time for the communion or the Lord's Supper, we had um, these these metal trays that were passed around that had little cups of juice in it and little pieces of bread or cracker. Mm-hmm. And everyone stayed in their seat and you passed these around. And then you held the little elements in your hand until the And then everyone the took pastor, it at the same yeah. time. So that's the tradition or the background we came from. So here we are in the, the service and they bring out wine and like one cup and a bunch of bread and b- people stood up in in their rows and went forward and the priest came around along with the vicar and the helpers i don't know what they're called sorry should have done more research and they uh handed you the bread dropped it in your hand and blessed the bread then then the people would take the bread and then they would use the same cup for everyone and everybody drank out of the same cup and there was like 3 400 people in the service and they would wipe it with a cloth but it was the same cloth they used every time not like well a- i found out there's alcohol on that and then i found out from my friend richard by the way richard thank you for your information uh, who is a listener of our podcast he said that what they that it doesn't cause the spread of any germs or anything like that because of the alcohol and the alcohol the alcohol and the, al- the because alcohol you're drinking kills, actual wine, yeah, and kills it, it the kills germs. the germs. So they and in all the time that they've been doing it, nobody gets sick. So I didn't, I didn't know this though because they didn't explain it. Yeah, and so I know this sounds really bad, but on Easter I was kind of looking forward to take communion, but I didn't take it, and only because I was kind of freaked out. Is that bad? Well, it was just different for you you know than we were used to but it was still the lord's table it was still communion and you know i mean i kind of wanted to take it and i got kind of sad because you didn't want to take it but but i got through it well it wasn't because i don't love god no it was just because you were kind of freaked out about drinking out of everyone i don't know any of those people i didn't know any of them at all (laughs) except for my mom and dad who i would wouldn't have a problem drinking after but gosh i was little kids i know about backwash yeah yeah, I remember I was an aunt early on in my life, and I remember learning very quickly that you don't don't have, share your soda with the little kid. Yeah, my nephews and nieces would leave treasures for me at the yeah. bottom of the glass. <laughs> so anyway, you know, and I think it would be really fun someday to do a whole episode on communion because I think it's very misunderstood by a lot of people. And it, in this particular church, um, they let everyone take communion. Some places you have to be a, member, uh, of a member of the church or you have to go through a class or or whatever, and then you can take communion with everybody. Uh, but in this particular case, they said everybody could. I did feel a little self-conscious, though, that we didn't take it. But at the same time, I mean, I've taken communion many, many, many times in my life. And I, I mean, even though it was sad, I just didn't understand how that all worked. And it was kind of an awkward feeling. And I, one of the things I really think that church should be not awkward 
Well, it wouldn't have been awkward if we would have grown up in that tradition. Exactly. Like you know, like when I was talking to Richard, he said, oh, that's no big deal. It doesn't, there's no big deal. He does yeah. that all the time. And but, no, he's never gotten sick from it. But so. he was raised in that tradition. And that's, right. that's good for anybody that's listening to this that goes to a church to think mm-hmm. about how does it make people feel when they come in and what yeah. you just take for granted um, you know, maybe someone was raised in more formal or traditional well, yeah. thing, and then they come into what we were used to, kind of a community church or uh-huh. independent church, and and in, they're passing around trays, and, and they like, go, "What do that? I do with this?" Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think that uh, when I was pastoring full time, one of the things that I really felt like I wanted to do because I remember coming into church and remember what it was like. It was so different for me. Well, yeah, because you didn't really start going to church until you were like 18 right. years old. So, so you weren't raised in it. So when I pastored the church, I would actually explain to people every time, even if it was mostly the same people in the church, there's always visitors and stuff and people coming along with their friends and, and things. And I always took time to explain what we were doing so that it took out the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And then they had a choice whether to participate or not. In this case, they wrote a little. They they did explain that everybody was available to take communion, but they didn't explain. I, I didn't understand at all why they were using one cup and the whole. It was all different for me, and so it just freaked me out enough that I said, "You know what? I'll just abstain at this point." But the sermon was really good. And yeah, the, it was excellent. The scripture was just the scripture. It was yeah, it was just, really good. So you know, the gospel was being preached just in a more formal way than we were. Well, used and to. by that I mean. Uh, you, you, you went through a scripted thing. So in other words, the, the, the guy that was leading would, I wish I knew what he was. I, I, anyway, I don't know what, I'll just say for the, the sake of it, the pastor was leading and he would read a certain section and then the congregation would stand and respond. And then we'd yeah. sit down and then, and then there'd be some more, and then somebody would come up and do a reading and they had a robe on. They must have been a helper in the church or something. I don't know what their role was, but they would read scripture and they wouldn't comment on it. They'd just read it. And then it would go on to the next, and then they would sing hymns and different songs and stuff. And well, at one point, the little kids sang a Beatles song. <laughs> yeah, that was unique. I they had sang, never Here heard comes of... the sun, doo-doo-doo. I had never heard a Beatles song sung on Easter morning, but it was the kids were just darling. Yeah, they, they were great. They just were so cute. Um, yeah, it was it was a different experience, but it was it was good. Yeah. And um, well, it's good to go to church on a Easter Sunday. And, and one thing I've heard about the more traditional churches mm-hmm. um, is that because we have a good friend that's Catholic, and he explained that um, you know how they have the scripture readings. Usually, they have like an Old Testament, New Testament, mm-hmm. and like a Psalm or something. Mm-hmm. That if you go to church every Sunday for two years, you're going to cover a good part of the Bible. Yeah, that they kind of have a plan to go about every two years, kind of go yeah. through. The, the it's more of a liturgical and, type yeah. of thing, and that's a big word for um, basically everybody's on the same kind of reading plan, or, yeah. or most of the things are scripted out. When it came time for the pastor's sermon, though, he he just kind of he didn't have anything scripted out. He just spoke a lot about um, basically a personal relationship with God and where are you mm-hmm. at on this Easter. You know where where have you left off as far as the Easter story in your own personal life, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really unique way of of approaching it. Yeah. He was a very nice man, and I I, I really mm-hmm. liked him. I wrote him a little note, little email, and told him I enjoyed his uh, talk, and yeah. actually wrote about it in our newsletter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was an interesting experience. So there we go. We had another experience. We've gone now to a Baptist church, a Southern Baptist church. And an Episcopalian church. In now, what's last, next? In the last two months. <laughs> yeah, what, what's next? Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you, uh, and, and as course, if you really care. What, anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what I think is neat is is it's the same Jesus and the same God. And um, maybe the form that we worship might be a little bit different. But the main point is that we worship. Yeah. <laughs> God's God's um, worthy He's, of it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, okay. Um, let's see. What else has been going on in our house? Oh, gosh. Tell everybody what I was like on the day that they uh, put the iDrools on sale. I mean, the iPads on sale. I don't think you've been the same since. <sighs> your 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 mouth just has this continual drool. All right. And, um, now I... Well, you know, I, I feel convicted, though, because you you get you get this way over electronics. But I sometimes, you know, deal with... Um, with they longing so- for like furniture or for a new house, you know. That's so I think it's just different things. Men that and women. The differences women, between you know, women tend to like home furnishings, clothes, and and guys tend to like electronics or golf clubs Sports, or whatever they're in. You know, yeah, TVs. TVs, yes. Well, anyway. And we kind of, when we got our income tax back, we kind of did a, TV, a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. You got a TV, yeah. and I got a refrigerator and that, a chair. Yeah, I do have a new chair and a new microphone thing. That's right. A new boom microphone stand that fits onto the desk. Yeah, so I'm a lot more comfortable doing podcasting now. Before, I was hunched over in a broken chair and, and a, now you're not. a microphone on top of a stool. Yeah. So, yeah, this is much more comfortable. Yeah, that's good. Uh, anyway, the, the iPad went on sale from Apple, and they sold 300,000 units the first day. Yeah. They they did pretty well. And so far, everybody really likes them. There's a few people that aren't real thrilled about them, but most people are giving them a, between a 1 and a 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, are right in there around 8 or 9. That's how good they mm. are. But this is what I've determined. Yeah? I'm waiting for version 2. Because on the first versions of everything that Apple puts out, usually, there's a little bit of bugginess to them. In other yeah. words, they haven't perfected them yet because they haven't had them out in the mass well, market. It doesn't have a camera yet, and I yeah. want a camera on it. And not just Apple. It's like anybody. Well, anybody that puts out yeah. something brand new. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm holding out for version 2 or the, the updated version because I know that it will, it'll have some of the bugs worked out. And I still have to decide whether I – it depends on where we're at financially if I want to get the 3G network thing going because it's $30 a month. And well, then you can be hooked up all the time, not just with Wi-Fi. One thing that I would like about having the 3G network is you can get a, a keyboard with it, and I could take it wherever I go for my job, and I wouldn't have to lunk around a heavy laptop. Get your own iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could share one. No. Why not? Because. Well, you're on doing your recording most of the time, so I could use the iPad while you're recording. Dream on. <laughs> Okay, I I sound like I'm a geek that wants one too. Well, I, I quite actually honestly, they are cheap enough that we could buy two. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. They are. I still think that you need a chair that you're going to be comfortable in and not whine about first. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> this is the furniture versus electronics discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it happens in well, every anyway, household. Well, anyway, the cool part about the iPad is that it's not just a larger version of the iPod. And I really like my iPod Touch. I use it all the time, don't I? Um, yes, too much, but go ahead. Too much? How do you use it too much? Well, when I'm trying to sleep at night and this bright light comes into my eyes, I'm like, Ugh. That's the flashlight because you don't leave the light on when I come into the room. Well, I'll go to bed earlier. Yeah, and then I play Yahtzee <laughs> usually. Yes. Check my email. And then, 
you know, I'm kind of groggy in the morning and another bright light comes on because he has to check his email before he gets out of bed. Don't have to. I know you don't have to, but you think you have to. You made the comment this morning. She goes, well, now you don't have to go check the email on your computer. I did anyway. Yes, you did. Okay. So okay. <laughs> speaking of I, I mean, I, iPod touches, you know, my friend Tim from Appy Times. Yes. He bought his wonderful lady, Sarah, an iPod touch. Oh, that was nice. Wasn't it for her birthday or something? Yes, it was. But she gave it to him a week early. Or her. He gave it. He to gave her. it to her a week early. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, now she has one. So they both have one. And I found one on sale this morning. You could get one too. Yeah. You don't want I, one though. Well, I, I want to hold out and get an iPhone because I get tired of carrying around my phone and my iPod and all you these know, electronic all devices. These different yes, things. Yes. And um, I've heard that this is another geeky thing. Yeah. That, I've heard that Verizon is mm-hmm. going to have a scaled down version of the iPod. Um, phone. I heard it's so, not a scaled down version. I heard that it's the real. One? It's the real deal. They really will. Yeah. So but when it, I get it might my be, upgrade in yeah. another year, I can yes. get a real iPhone. Yes. And by that, that would time, be cool. by that time, will it have enough space for me to have all my podcasts and yes. audiobooks and yes. music on it? Yes. Because that was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the idea of the iPhone because they didn't have a lot of memory on it. Yeah. For putting your music that, and stuff. we don't have any with AT and T. The coverage is horrible yeah, here the, in our town. Yeah, AT and T does not work for Aberdeen, Washington, very well. No, so yeah. By the time that you get around to your upgrade, it looks like you might be able to get an iPhone. And I don't know how much they're going to cost by then because everything's changing. But well, maybe we'll make that a priority. If I get my iPad, you can have an iPhone. What do you think? Right here <sighs> on the podcast, we can make a deal. We can make a deal. Well, I'll probably have the iPad before you have the iPhone, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Just saying. We will see. We could start the <laughs> Have Compassion on Rick Fund. And people could <laughs> donate to the Get Rick an iPad. You know, I just, you know, there are priorities. I think groceries and gas come before an iPad. But, well, does know. anybody out there have a, a special project that you, I could do on the side? How about that? <laughs> no, you'll make me pay for groceries with that, won't you? Yes, you will. I see it in your face. <laughs> You know, if we just didn't have to feed our kids, just think how rich we'd be. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, for a while there, I th- yeah. I think when all three of them were at home and our, teenagers, yeah, it was like what bill, in the world? Our grocery was bigger bill than our mortgage. Ex- yeah, exceeded our mortgage for a while. Of course, we have a it's, small mortgage compared gone, to most people. It's gone down since our oldest has been off to college, but yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The middle one could. Uh, the middle one can eat. Yeah, but he he does little jobs here and there, and so he buys a lot of his like extra food. Yeah, lately. that's true. That's true. You know, like well, all that to say, I was trying to get to the the part that uh, Tim bought his lady Sarah. He calls her his lady Sarah. I think that's, that's so, so cute. Sweet. You don't call me your lady Amy. No, I don't. I don't live in England, and I not. I'm not Tim. Tim is just a unique <laughs> guy. I love Tim. You know what? Tim asked me to do one of his Happy Times programs with him. Aww, yeah, and you, so you I recorded a podcast with Tim. If you go to Appy Times, that's A P P Y T I M E S dot Podbean P O D B E A N dot com, you can download the one on Yahtzee. We spent forty forty some minutes laughing very hard, and we had a great time. And you should check that out. And it's all about mm. the application Yahtzee on the i. 
iPod. And I, wish the I-, you, I wish you would play Scrabble more, though. Yeah, well, I don't like it as much. Scrabble's my favorite. Well, anyway, listen to the <laughs> Happy Times. And then just last week, we hosted the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast for Rico Dosti. I helped you with that. Yeah, I said we. Yeah, we. we. Well, I didn't do the whole... The commentary. Um, we, commentary. We, I, I did a commentary on the the episode coming of age out of the first season of Next Generation Star Trek, but uh, Amy was on the the beginning of the show with yeah, me. Yeah, I posted the link for the um, that episode of Treks and Sci Fi yeah. on my Facebook. Yeah, we had a really good time. We really appreciate um, all of our friends that do podcasts. We have a lot of friends that do that. Uh, uh, anyway, it's really good. So um, let's really quickly play the promo from Tim for his show. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit about the Star Trek one we did, and then we'll play the promo for that, and we'll be done with what's going on in our house, and we can talk about our subject for the day, okay? All right. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Thanks, Tim. You're so funny. I loved doing the show with him. It was so great. He's such a character, and I really like his show. It's very, very good, and uh, I keep up with him on Twitter and Facebook and all sorts of other things. It's fun to have a friend like Tim. He's a great guy, and I look forward to many more programs from him. And someday, I hope that we can go to England and meet all of our English friends from the podcast. That would be so cool. That would be a lot of fun. And speaking of friends, um, also, like I said before, we got to host um, the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. And you can find that at treksinsci-fi.com. Just click on over there, and it's also in iTunes. And if you email me, Rick, at Take Him With You, I'll send you the the, um, URL for the podcast that we did, and you can download it and listen to that. And that's all from uh, Rico Dosti at Treks in Sci-Fi. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. And Rico has such a great program you'd really enjoy. I listen to it every week, don't I? Yes, you do. I used to listen to it um, on walks with you, but it's been kind of stormy and yucky out. But yeah. maybe someday we can do that again. Let's talk real quickly about the thing you just absolutely love, the fact that I'm doing a video blog every day. Um, I love that. <laughs> that was my version of sarcasm, dear. Oh, okay. If you no. go to youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. 
Yeah. You can get my video blog. I've been putting a lot more stuff um, on the on the uh, the web. Yeah, I, I I know. You do. Yes. And so. And have I been happy about that? I uh, that depends. Like like the other day. Here, I'll click on it. Um, we did a haircut. This is actually the soundtrack of. Amy did a 14-minute haircut, and I shrunk it down to a minute and 28 seconds. And I'm watching right now her do my haircut. It's really awesome. Um, no. What do you mean, no? No. You know, he, he chose to to videotape me with my hair back in a ponytail and no makeup. And, and, here, and here lies the difference again between men and women mm-hmm. and, and video blogs. Okay. I don't care what I look like. No. And why should you care what you look like? It's just, it's fun. We're giving a a peek into our lives. Because I'm a girl. And then today I do my hair and put on makeup and nice clothes. And he decides not to do the video. Because you threw such a fit about being on camera that I figured, why should I do this anymore? I don't mind being on camera, but I just want to be prepared and not be in like my scuzziest clothes and hair in a ponytail and no makeup. (sighs) It's a girl thing. Get used to it. You married a girl. Well, I've been used to it for 23 and a half years. You know, I think there's one verse that you think is is challenging for you, though. And what would that be, dear? When the Bible says to dwell with your wife with understanding. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's for another whole podcast. (laughs) But I have all sorts of fun. Like the last, when we went up on Easter, we got to uh, enjoy some time at my sister's. Welcome to my video blog for April 5th, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer from Take Him With You. And today... See, I'm introducing my video blog. I'm just going to show you my favorite horse of my sister's. Jake the Wonder Horse. My daughter Catherine took this footage. And here's Jake the Wonder Horse on my video blog. All right, this is Jake. And there we go. See, now you're going to see footage. If you go over to youtube.com slash rickmoyer777, you can see this wonderfully cool horse. And I even did the soundtrack behind it. Jake Jake is a very nice horse. He is, and people should go he, um, see what he looks like. He likes to unzip and zip zippers on your jacket. Yeah. And he likes to pick up tools with And his look mouth. in your pockets for snacks. Yes. He's he's very cute. Yeah. So you got to go take a look at him. But anyway, I'm trying to do an everyday blog, uh video blog and uh keep everybody updated. Hopefully get some more listeners to the show and kind of give a little peek to our lives and it's kind of fun. So you don't agree, but I do. Well, it's just it's just the fact that I like to be prepared for things, and I'll walk in in my sweatpants and put things away in the closet, and all of a sudden there's a video of my rear end. Oh, come and on I'm now. Like, I don't video your rear end well, on the I, camera. I don't, I don't know that you're videoing, and I walk in behind you, and it's not very nice. Oh, you're just, you're funny. Let's see if I can... Uh, I'm hooking up the camera right now. But now you didn't tell me you were doing this. Oh, but you are. You said you already... Well, now i got to fluff my hair. Oh. It's not fluffy. Okay. All right, just because... Just because... Let's see if I can work this out. So right here on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tape some of it right out for our video blog today. Let's do it live right here on the video. Okay, ready? Hi there, we're doing a live video blog uh, while we're recording Take Him With You. 
Yes, we are. Of course, your mouth is totally covered up by the windscreen, so kind of get over this way and wave at everybody. That's okay. That's my wife, Amy. She's not really behind me. She's beside me, but the way that our camera is situated... I'm kind of behind to the side. It's not on on purpose, though. Oh. I mean, if we could, you could sit right next to me, but I don't know how to. Am I not supposed to walk 10 feet behind you all the time? No, I'm not like that. I am not a male chauvinist. Thank you very much. She... (laughs) (laughs) Not most of the time. <laughs> okay. I, this is what I put up with. <laughs> what? <laughs> By the way, uh, today, if you'd like to see what we're going to be talking about, we're introducing a brand new set. Oops, I don't want to cover you up just a minute. Uh, called uh, The Five Love Languages. We're going to be talking about communication in uh, not just marriage, but in all, all aspects of life. And that's our subject for the day. That's coming up in a moment, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so anyway, this was our video blog. It wasn't very long today, but uh, quite fun. And uh, now we'll turn it off. Okay, so now I can hit a button and I can actually watch it. Hi there, we're doing a live video blog uh, while we're recording Take Him With You. Yes, we are. Of course, your mouth is totally covered up by the windscreen, so... Okay. So anyway, I don't know how That's to turn my the, wife. Let Amy. me see how to turn this She's off. She's not really behind. Okay, there. Now I just, uh, see, I was on YouTube, and I clicked this really cool little function called Record from Your Webcam Now, and it does it right onto there. Now I'm hitting the word Publish. Now it actually already recorded it on the servers at YouTube, and it's actually producing it right now, so people will be able to watch this in a couple of seconds. Isn't that amazing? You know, I know you're thrilled about it, so I'll say, yes, it's amazing, dear. You know, I get excited about new flowers. He gets excited about new technology. But I have to admit, in the last year since I've been doing a technology job, if that's what you call it, yes, um, I do get more excited. Like, um, my boss gave us an N router, and we hooked. No, up. no, I got that for my birthday. Thank you very much. Okay, my but it was my boss that gave it to you for your birthday. He gave us a gave you an end router and then they gave me a um laptop that has um and what do you call it an end modem or what do you call that it would be a wireless wireless thing inside yeah, yeah. wireless end thingy inside <laughs> and so um it makes my job go faster so i don't have to wait there's still a few websites that i have to wait because i think their servers are slow or something yeah but um for the most part Oh, no. I see what you're doing. Don't. Please don't. You're torturing me. Oh, you're going to torture me. And everybody else here in a minute, it looks like. All I'm saying is I'm working on a new project. Uh, Meds has written a short story, and I need to use a Australian didgeridoo in it, and I've been practicing. You know, I have a really hard time saying that word, didgeridoo. Oh, no. You're putting it up to my microphone? I'm going to take my headphones off. I don't think it makes any difference whether I have my headphones on or not. You know, it's a little better. It still it's sounds, hard to talk through. It still sounds a little bit like a dying moose, but... Are you going for the Mickey Mouse sound? <laughs> one, la- one last time. 
Can you say the ABCs through it? <laughs> you know, you you are improving. I have to say that. And and the the good thing about this, the one redeeming factor of this, is that he has a honey wax. Um, it's a beeswax mouthpiece. And um, on my didgeridoo. And his lips get all waxed up with his honey scented beeswax. And yeah. if he gives me a kiss afterwards, she it's just tells me to buzz it. off. No, I like the Joking. the beeswax kiss. It's ah, nice. That's a very stinging comment. <sighs> I try to be nice. Thank you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't we get into our subject for the day, shall we? Sure. Okay. When you're down and troubled and you need a helping Nothing, oh, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest night. You just call up my name And you know wherever I am I'll come running Oh yeah baby To see you again Winter, spring, summer or fall all you got to do is call And I'll be there, yeah, yeah, yeah You've got a friend I've always liked that song. I do too, and this brings back a special memory to me because we um, we didn't really have a vacation last summer, but you and I went to um, the Puyallup Fair, State Fair, mm-hmm. last summer and spent the whole day together and um, went to the James Taylor concert. And got to hear him sing it live. Got to hear him sing it live and it a bunch of other really great songs too. Yeah, it was excellent. It was a fun time. The reason I picked that song is because we're going to start a brand new series today on Take Him With You. It's going to last for about six whole weeks. Wow. So it's a big one, but it's really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I, I named the whole series, What Turns Your Crank? Secrets to Commun- Good Communication. And it, it stems from a book that I have had many uh, couples that are getting married read called The Five Love Languages, The Secrets to Love That Lasts, mm-hmm. or The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary mm-hmm. Chapman. And it's, it's a great book, and we're going to really recommend this. Uh, I'm even going to put notes for the podcast together that have a place where you can buy this book. Um, we actually got it, the book form, and they have it on iTunes for like six bucks. Yeah, I got the iTunes version so I could listen you know, while I'm working on my iPod. Yeah, and uh, on your computer, you mean? Or my either one. I listened actually on my iPod yesterday. Right. Yeah. And they have one for teenagers, the five love languages for teenagers, too, sure. that we have on the um on a book form, yeah. But anyway, the the whole premise (laughs) of the book and which we have found very, very true in our own lives and in many, most people's lives 
is that uh, there are different ways that people communicate and different ways that people feel loved. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that. There's, uh, in particular, there's five of them that this author talks about, and we're going to take one of those. Uh, the first one will be next week and so on and so forth. And we'll tell you what those are at the end of the program because, well, probably even the middle of the program. I don't know. We'll, we'll tell you what they are here mm-hmm. in, a few, in a few moments. Uh, but suffice it to say, the whole preamble of the book, the whole idea behind it is something that we have experienced in life and still experience in life. And that is that there really is a lack of love out in the world today where mm-hmm. we live. And one of the basic needs of human beings is to to the need... And it's a need, not just a want. It's mm-hmm. a need to be loved. Yeah. And wh- why don't you, Amy, define a little bit what what you think love means? Because now the world that we live in says that love is sex or love is uh, buying things for someone. But honestly, though, what is what the, the type of love we're talking about today? What would you define it as? Well, I think the author does a really good job. If you pick up this book. Um, is that he compares romantic love, which you were talking about, that mm-hmm. physical attraction, that chemical reaction that happens when you first notice someone and you think, ooh, they're pretty cute or whatever, you know. Um, there's that chemical Happened reaction. Happened when I met you, baby. You had the softest, silkiest blonde hair. And so a great cute. line, hookup line. Hey, nice book. Because I was reading the Bible. Yeah, that yeah. pickup line worked. You're married to me, aren't you? It didn't work right away, but yeah. I worked on. I worked it. I massaged it, man. He he pursued greatly, um, <laughs> but but anyway, um, there's a difference between that romantic love mm-hmm. and true love. <coughs> that um, that that romantic kind of love, the author says, um, on average, only lasts about two years. Wow. And I mean that can that's an average. So. so and we've heard this many times from couples. I thought I was marrying somebody completely different. It wore off in a year or two. Now I don't I'm not in love with this person anymore. But the author states the difference between falling in love, that time where everything is euphoric and they're just the perfect person. They're, you have marshmallows for brains. Your ideal your ideal um, soulmate and you just are just like, oh, they are so perfect. And then you get married and you have the choice then between your eyes get open and you have a choice between going, okay, I'm not in love with them anymore. Right. Or you have a choice between choosing to be in love with them. And there's a difference. There is a difference. And and you this know, is why we have over 50% marriages um, will end in divorce mm-hmm. and second marriages it goes up even to higher. 60 to 70 yeah. percent yeah we don't even want to talk about what happens after the third or the fourth yeah it cascades from there and that is that's just definitely an epidemic in our and, country and the author of this book even um talks about a guy he met on the plane mm-hmm. that had been married three times and each time he felt like he was in love and it was the real thing well yeah and you know the third marriage he um was so in love but after he got married his wife started being critical because he wouldn't take out the garbage and he wouldn't do this he wouldn't do that and and so he wasn't in love anymore because she's critical now she was nagging him all the time and um <laughs> so so anyway um I think when you you asked me the question, what is love? Um, someone on our Facebook pointed out First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen. Now it's not easy, but if you look that chapter up, First mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter thirteen, 
Rick, you, you do this in a lot of the marriages that you perform. You read this chapter. Read it out loud at the marriage ceremony. Yeah, because basically it's saying love isn't selfish. And, right. and it goes against our human nature because, you know, I think as humans, we get tired. We get cranky. We're working a lot. Even if you're working for your family to provide for your family, Sometimes we get cranky and we get tired Mm -hmm. and it can turn us into not feeling like we want to ask our, our mate, what do you need, honey? You know, because we're just tired. And, but at the same time, love is not selfish and love looks after the needs of others. And, um, so basically then most of, most people have in mind that ooey gooey feeling when they first, which is more of a conquering type of I want that person I'm going to be it's idealistic to think that you're always going to have these feelings and you know and and I've counseled couples like that before when they're engaged Mm -hmm. and they don't want to hear that no a lot of times people won't listen to you they think that they found the perfect person and I'm not saying they haven't but the person isn't perfect no and that's one thing that we forget sometimes when we fall in love that person has quirks everybody has quirks Mm -hmm. there's nobody that's perfect What's that saying that marriages are made in heaven, but they're lived out on earth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and what we're talking about today, about the basic human need of love, isn't necessarily just for married people. We're talking no. about everybody needs Everyone love. Everyone needs love. I mean, love. Yeah. I remember going down to the orphanage in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I was moved to tears, and my gut hurt for a few days when we went into the orphanage, and we saw these little kids, and you realized that these kids didn't have the same love that that my kids had. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, one little girl was in a crib, and she put her hands up, and I just I grabbed her, and I carried her around the rest of the day because she didn't have anyone. And and the basic human need is to be loved and touched and held and talked to and valued. Mm -hmm. And this particular orphanage was really trying hard. They would... To do that for everyone, but they had a lot of kids. They had five adults for about 100 kids. Yes, that's... And so you know that those kids aren't going to get, you know, many pats on the backs and good jobs and hugs and kisses, but they they really tried. They They even tried to have movie nights and cram all these hundred kids on the couch with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to have some semblance of family. But it's proven, it's proven that if, if, a, if a child in their early years is not loved, is not held, is not valued, they will grow up with a really rough situation on their hands. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you look at some of the, the behavioral problems that we see in teenagers when we were youth pastoring, oh, yeah. one of the direct links to behavioral problems for kids getting in a lot of trouble, um, girls sleeping around and having you know unprotected sex and 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 abuse situations and getting themselves into relationships with guys that were horrible to them. Mm-hmm. One of the the major contributing factors was that they did not have love as a child, mm-hmm. and so they were looking for someone yeah. to fill that love inside of them. Yeah, everyone and, has that need, and so. I know people that are 40, 50 years old. That mm-hmm. still still deal with l- love issues because they weren't loved, they weren't yeah. cherished, they weren't given that that um, thing that every human being needs in order to have a, a a life that is worth living. It's very very difficult. I mean, thousands of dollars are spent on counseling every year because of this very problem. Millions. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably one household. But see, are, yeah. what happens is this is where a lot of psychological problems will happen in people, like um, mm-hmm. people that are narcissists. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, sociopaths have those tendencies well, and stuff. especially if there's alcoholism exactly. or drug addiction in the home because the parents are dealing with their own mental illnesses and their physical own, things yeah. yeah they're they're dealing with their own crud and so they don't have anything to give to their kids you yeah. know they're shoving their kids and aside, so the kids find don't. it somewhere else yeah I mean, and all of us in a certain aspect do that. I mean, I think back mm-hmm. to my own life and where I looked for, I found a lot of fulfillment in music mm-hmm. and in uh, movies and escape and yeah. fantasy, stuff like that. Because uh, even though I was raised, I think, fairly good, but there was some, there's issues in everybody's family. Yeah. Not, nobody's perfect. Yeah. But but seriously, when when it comes down to it, psychologic, psychologists, <laughs> psychologists, counselors... People in the professional field, there's tons of information in books. They've proven that if the, lo- the the tank that we have on the inside of us that needs to hold love, if it's empty, we mm-hmm. will try to fill it with things that aren't good for us. And th- yeah. Thus, we have alcoholism. We have drug addiction. Addictive personalities especially deal with this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, it's, it's rampant. And what I think will be fun about this series is we will find we will find out from this series that we're doing on the podcast how to fill someone's love tank mm-hmm. because it's different for every person. Whereas one person might want someone to do something for them, another person might just want a gift, or another person might just want somebody to talk nice to them. And I think the author brings that up really well that all of us speak a different language, a and different love language, a different love language because sometimes a combination of two or three. Yeah, and. And I think you could probably do all five and, you know, I, you know. We'll get into that in a minute. But it's that the the thing is, um, one point I I thought about while I was listening to this is you have to understand that you can do your part to fill other people's love cups. Love cups. That sounds a little weird, honey. Well, they're... Tanks. They're love tanks. Thank you. That's the analogy that's used. Love cups doesn't sound right. That was... um, (laughs) Well, when I was a a kid at church camp, we had... (laughs) We had these little cups, and we wrote little encouraging notes to each other and put them in the cups in our cabin okay. to say something good about someone. So I guess well, that's why I've got the... Leave it to me, Dirty Mind Moyer here. Cup of love. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but, the analogy is a tank, like a gas tank. Okay. And in order for your car to run, you have to fill your gas tank with gas so it can get to different places. And there's several mm-hmm. different types of gas. There's leaded, unleaded. There's super whatever. Diesel. Right, whatever. all these different things. You just, but you got to have fuel in the tank. Yeah. And the point the author made was, as many of us, after living very crazy lives, mm-hmm. our tanks of love are depleted. And then we just go on fumes and we don't get anywhere. In fact, if anything, we get in crashes and wrecks and we don't go anywhere in our relationships because we're not feeling loved. Yeah. And but you're talking about... I'm saying that you have to give love... In order to receive it? And, and you may or may not receive it back, but I believe the principle of sowing and reaping... Um, the Buddhists call it karma or Hindu call it karma, but we, in the, in a biblical worldview, we call it sowing and reaping that if you sow love, it will come back to you. Right. Well, and the author made a really interesting, um, analogy. It may take a while. He shared a story about a couple that came to him after one of these marriage ceremonies, ceremonies, uh, seminars and said, we just, 
we're, and he met with them separately and he asked, well, what's going on? And wow, I feel like I'm at the end of everything. He never tells me if I do a good job or not. And, and anyway, both of them, he gave the advice to both people in the relationship, begin to give words of affirmation to them. When they do, instead of nagging, start to tell them what they do right. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for taking the garbage out. I love, I so appreciate that. Or, you know, I love it when you pay the bills. It just makes me feel so secure. And it's so helpful that you do that because I'm so busy with this other stuff. Thanks for doing that. Well, anyway, he gave this advice separately to the couple. One of the, the people, when he, when he checked on them in two months, one of the, the guy said, oh my gosh, my marriage is totally different. I, I, I am absolutely falling in love with my wife again. I feel so respected and loved. And she tells me all the time all these great things that, that I'm doing. And it's just so helpful and everything, and everything. And he asked the wife, well, how did it go? And she goes, ah, it's improved a little bit. But what, what he found in that was that the man's love language was words of affirmation. But the woman's was not. Mm-hmm. Even though she liked the compliments he was giving, it didn't do the same thing inside of her that it did inside this man. And so there's di- people react differently to these different languages of love. So he may have had to find out maybe her he did, love and, and language that's what is different. Maybe right. hers is quality time. Or right. Well, and we'll get or, we're going to yeah. get into that what the what the five mm-hmm. love, love languages are. But I thought it was really interesting that one thing might work for the one person in the relationship. And it might not work for the other. And so that's why there's several different kinds of ways to show someone you love them and how they react to it is the key. And this is not just in a marriage relationship, Mm -hmm. but also in any relationship at work, at school. When you find out the boss, what they, how you can communicate better with them, your relationship will improve with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is the keys that we want to do is we want to help people communicate better so that not only do they f- uh, do they get along well with other people, but they begin to be fulfilled inside their heart. And they, as a result of that, morale goes up, your self-confidence goes up, and you start to live your mm-hmm. life. And it's a whole lot nicer to live your life less stressed. Yeah. And and loving and being loved. That is a, it's an essential human need. And I believe yes. it's a God need. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, right up there with breathing and um, eating food and having shelter. It is a necessity for life, at least quality life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that we want to emphasize at the beginning of all this, and I hope everybody listens to this episode so they understand how we're going to proceed. There are times when we can be emotionally stunted in our growth. Mm -hmm. And that happens at an early age. And if you don't get the love that you need or that you that you require, mm-hmm. then sometimes people's emotions will stop growing at that point. You may have a 45-year-old man who's back at four years old when his dad left mm-hmm. or when his dad abused him or hurt him or his mom gave up emotionally and they had problems in their marriage and then the kid got the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he may be way back there and, and you're trying to figure out how to relate with this boss that's just a jerk and you can't figure out why you can't help this... Well, it's because he was hurt in his life at one point. And even though you try to love him and you try to help him and you try to get along, he rejects that because he has has dealt with rejection all of his life. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that you try to love that are very difficult to love. And these are people that have had this problem. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that, it makes it a lot easier to deal with them because when you picture them as a young person and, and they've been hurt... 
then you start to realize, okay, they are dealing with an issue here that I may may not be able to solve it, but at least I understand why they're so grumpy and why they're so angry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't take the time to figure out why the other person is really difficult to work with. When we do figure that out, we have a choice. We can either continue to work with them or we can walk away from the situation. And in a marriage... What you and I believe is you don't walk away from that situation. You hang in there and you try mm-hmm. to deal with it. But there are some very difficult people to work with yeah. in the world. And and we at times, I think we need to examine our own lives and say, when I was a kid, what did I not get that I needed? And then I think the only reconciliation with that is is to enter into a relationship with God where he can begin to fill your heart with mm-hmm. love. And then you can also understand a little bit better how to treat other people. So, yeah. And no one person is ever going to fulfill every bit of our needs. Only God. Yeah, that that's impossible. So I mean, pick up this book and read it or listen to it. It's a good book. But it's called the Five Love Languages: The Secret to Love That Lasts. You can get it on iTunes for like mm-hmm. six or seven dollars. It's a four-hour audio book, and it's really easy to listen to. Or you can grab the book off of Amazon for like seven or eight bucks. It's a yeah, paperback, it's and really, they'll send it to you. Really good. But like Rick said, um, you know, we can work on our relationships, but ultimately. Um, God has to be a factor in that because no human being, I mean, they would run themselves ragged to try to fulfill every one of your needs. So, you know, God has to be in that equation somewhere. What I love about um, this book and what we're going to do in the podcast for the next five weeks after this is we're going to cover each one of the love languages in depth, and we'll give stories about our own life and and maybe a few examples of others. We probably could have a few interesting stories. Oh, we're going to have some major <laughs> stories here and, and probably learn a lot through the whole thing. I mean, Amy and I have been married for 23, 20, almost 24 years in June. And I've gone through this book before, but going through it again, it's a good refresher because, like I said, all of us kind of get in the rut sometimes well, of life. And I had somebody write me the other day, so I just wish I had a relationship like like you and Amy do with you know with my spouse. And I said, you know what? We have our own, we have our times, and it's, we don't have the perfect relationship by any means. We get tired. We get grumpy. You know, the thing is, is we just keep on plugging along and keep trying. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's, and that's the whole thing. You got to give grace. Sometimes it's harder at times than other times, but mm-hmm. uh, we're still here, and we by no means have a perfect marriage. We're not trying to tell everybody they have to have the perfect relationships, but we do believe in learning, and we do believe in 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 um uh, finding out different ways that we can communicate better. And so hopefully that is our, that's will be the result of these shows. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not married or engaged or in a relationship, I think you can learn a lot about dealing with people Yeah, through this whole thing. Because these are principles that are just people principles. These are, like I said, sowing seeds and reaping a harvest. And that can be done in any relationship. All sorts of different ways. And we'll try to keep that in mind, even though this is the book is focused more on on couples that are engaged and going to be married or and marriages. Um, I think we, we'll make it a point, because we know a lot of our listeners aren't married, mm-hmm. so we'll make it a point to bring this down into the practical level of anybody in the relationships they have, whether it be at school or work or wherever they are. I think it, mm-hmm. it can really help. So let's go ahead, and without any further ado, let's get into what the five love languages are. Um, we have already uh, given the example of lo- of every person on the earth having a tank inside of them that is called their love tank. And it can mm-hmm. be either filled, or it can be empty, or it can be halfway in between. Uh, but everybody has a different type of thing that they respond to when it comes to love language. Mm-hmm. Here are the five love languages that Gary Chapman 
writes about in his book. The first one is called Words of Affirmation. Yep. And that isn't just compliments, but it's um, affirming what a person... It's affirming a person. We'll talk about this next week, but um, Amy learned this early on in our marriage. Ooh, I I almost caused a big problem over this, though. If we yeah. want to get... I don't know if you want to save that story for next We're week. We're going to save the story for next okay, week. Okay, because I didn't learn it right away. No, and I'm so glad she learned it because I it was, was going, uh-oh, what have few, I done? It was in the first few months, though. I yes, think. it was. Yes. And we're so words of affirmation. So, so next week, our show is going to be called Sticks and Stones and Words of Affirmation. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about that love language. And you'll be able to determine what your love language is by that. In fact, we might even do a test at the... Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to do a supplemental test that'll come out separately for guys and gals. Okay. And they can go through it and, and figure out what their love languages is. Will that be are. on the website then? Um, I'll, figure out, be... I'll figure out how to get okay. it out there. I'll let everybody know. But um, yeah, there'll be a link on the website and then they can click on it, take the test, and then be listening for that particular love language that we cover on the on the program. Okay. That would be fun. Yeah, I think I need to take it again because I'm a... I, I think I thought I knew what I was, but now I'm I know just what you wondering. are. Okay, I won't say until we get there. Okay, so the next one, um, we're the, the next one would be called called quality time. Mm-hmm. So that's another um, words of affirmation is the first one. Quality time is the next one, and this is this is basically time spent, not necessarily quantity time, mm-hmm. but quality time. In other words, when you're with a person, are you giving them attention? Are they? Are you experiencing life with them? Do they have your your full? Uh, what do you call it? Attention. <laughs> I guess attention, or yeah. Are you? Are there, they engaged? Are in you the, in the moment with them? Right, and that's quality time. So that's one of the mm-hmm. love languages. Um, another love language is receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Now this is really interesting, and that I can't wait to get to this one because this is definitely one of mine. I love getting giving getting gifts. I do. But we'll talk about I, that. I gave you a chocolate bunny. I ate his ears off. You didn't. I, I ate his whole ate body. The whole thing. <laughs> I ate the whole thing, Mom. Anyway, um, receiving gifts is really interesting because one person might really get a lot out of that. It might not even have to be hardly anything like a, a Pez container, Darth Vader or something, you know, or, you know, something like that. I don't know why I brought that up, but anyway. Because you like Pez container, especially if they're sci fi orientated. Right. Yes, but but that may make my whole day if somebody gives me that. But I don't necessarily want to have quality time. Does that make sense? I've noticed that. Okay, so <laughs> so if you really want to show me I'm loved, then what you'll bring me a little gift, or you, when you're at the grocery store, you got me a cookie, or you you do something like that, and you and you bless me that way. However, you're just the opposite. You might like gifts, and they're okay and everything. I think I like all of them, but there are a couple that would, I'm stronger you in. You would prefer me spending quality time with you. Like picking blueberries with me and talking or playing a game of Scrabble exactly, with me. Exactly, exactly. That's how you feel loved. Yeah. Now, me, I might go, Ugh. And that's more, and it's interesting because growing up on a farm, he, he talks about this in the prelude. Part of the reason why we feel Loved a certain way more than others. It's how we were raised. Is how we were raised. And because yes. I grew up on a farm, there weren't a lot of gifts. There wasn't a lot of words of affirmation. Right. My dad was not a praiser. But you spent a lot of time with but your family. But we spent a lot of time. And the way I felt loved 
was hanging out in the barn with my dad when he was fixing things. Or driving on the tractor with him. driving, going to feed the cows. Right. So my love language that I grew up with was quality time. Exactly. Playing a game of Scrabble with my grandparents. Right, right. They weren't affectionate as far as none of my family well, were, we're coming really up to that huggy. Right. They weren't verbally praising or affirming. They weren't real rich to give gifts. I mean, right. Even though we got gifts. But the quality time really came into play. quality time was what my family valued. Right. Yeah. All right. The, the next one, the number four uh, of the five love languages, acts of service. Some people feel loved when you do something for them. Mm-hmm. So like if, if uh, we get a load of bark and I help you put it out on the flower beds, that to you. I've given you a thumbs up. Right. If I wash the dishes on a rare occasion. A num- another very Acts rare of occasion. service. So if I do the honeydew list, you're thrilled. Oh, I love that. Because again, uh, along with quality time, my family were working. Right. And, you know, so if, hey, if someone wanted to come and help me clean out the calf stalls. Right. Well, we'll get there. Yay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there in the upcoming um, cast. And uh, we're going to call that, uh, it's called, Let Me Do That For You. Acts of Service. That mm-hmm. will be the podcast. The other one uh, for the giving of gifts is, for me, ah. That, that's receiving gifts. The last love language that we'll be covering is physical touch. And it's called Please Touch Me. Ooh, I bet everybody will listen to that one. Yeah. I, I like hugs. Yeah, physical yes. touch. So, um, and we'll talk about the, the the interesting part of physical touch because guys automatically go, yeah, physical touch. But we're talking about physical touch that is non-sexual. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if we talk about married, married life, we can talk about physical touch too, being sexual. But... The the there are some people that that need a a, a touch on the shoulder or or a, a hug or a an an appropriate one. Well, not all people are like that, but I some people think, are totally not that. I way. think generally, though, um, I've heard that it's good to have like nine to thirteen non-sexual touches during the day. What I mean is, you know, the but this hug, is this is how some people kiss. totally feel loved. Mm-hmm. If but, someone will put their hand on their shoulder, or in a, in a in a married couple or an engaged couple, if somebody you know will stroke their hair or they'll mm-hmm. put their hand on their knee or they'll they'll you know hold hands, uh, they'll give each other a kiss. That is really important to some people. Yeah, way more important to some people than other people. Yeah, and that's how they feel loved. Yeah, and it. But I think anybody, I think that it's important that you have some physical contact with another human being, whether mm-hmm. you're in a, a relationship or not. Right. You know, just a pat on the back or a hug or a kiss on the cheek. You know, I I know in a workplace you have to be sensitive to this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But Guys, don't be, don't be uh, kissing the ladies on the cheek at work. But I think as humans... <laughs> As human beings, though, we need physical contact. We were at that church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I noticed that you know people were coming up and giving each other kisses on the cheek, and that mm-hmm. might be part of that. that yeah, there was a time when everybody culture, yeah, and um, or shaking you know, hands or but in different on the in different cultures, if you're in the Middle East, men will come up and kiss your cheek, you know, or I don't know, I'm not a real good I in don't know Italy or Spain, or you know, but. There's there's a healthy affection that yeah. that I think is necessary. So that's going to be a great sh- program. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, va 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 boom. See, we're thinking differently. I'm, I'm thinking not. I'm just saying that on holding hands. And... Just trying to make you upset. <laughs> oh, no. But you need the hugs and the holding hands if you want the other. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> so, so that is what we're going to be talking about in, in the coming, um, coming weeks. Yeah. So uh, next one will be sticks and stones and words of affirmation. Uh, the, the one after that, are we, are we there yet? Quality time. That'll be good. Um, for me, ah, receiving gifts. The next one will be, let me do that for you, acts of service. And then the last one will be, please touch me, physical touch. So that's what we're going to be uh, having coming up on the program. But we've established today that there really is a deep need um, to be loved. And we can communicate easier and, and more effectively with our spouse, with our kids, with our employers, with our teachers, with other people in our life, when we figure mm-hmm. out what their love language is, mm-hmm. it makes life much easier and relationships more fulfilling. Yeah. And you can practice all five, but you might find out that someone's stronger in one. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I almost uh, thought of doing the test right here, but I don't think we have enough time on the program today. I'm going to do this as a supplement. It'll it'll be a, a one little uh, audio file that you can download and take the test and find out what your love language is. Uh, maybe have your uh, significant other take the take the test for themselves as well and find out what their love language is. And as we go through, you may you might learn. Uh, there are definitely mixes of the love languages. In other words... Well, I personally like all five. You can show me love all five ways, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, but there are some <laughs> that, that are definitely over the top yeah. for you. Yeah, there are. And for me as well. Just so. because the way we're raised. You you were raised with a real gift-giving family. Yep. I mean, your grandparents, your yeah. parents were real givers. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I wasn't raised like that, so it's it's kind of So t- think about Christmas in our family. When we first had kids, Christmas was so different. Yeah. Well, and we, but we'll get to that. Yeah, Those are all we'll stories we need to that. share later. Gee yes, whiz. I know. You're I jumping just wanna, the gun here, I just want to talk and talk and talk. Yeah. I'm a girl. I can talk. Yeah. They should put a sixth one. <laughs> Listening to your spouse. I think that's, that's under quality language. time. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. That's good. Uh, let's close here. Um, what else did I want to say before we get done? Um well, why don't we pray and just ask God to open our hearts to what love languages are best suited for us and that maybe God will open our hearts to that. And, of course, we want to, again, emphasize that you can get this book on iTunes under the audiobook section. The f- and when you write it out, the number five love languages. So it's the five love languages. There's a lot of different love language books out there mm-hmm. by the same author because he's gone real popular with it. Get the original one. Where it says like over five million copies sold. It's this the one original. Has the, like some purple on the front and a, a, a couple, couple walking on down the beach. beach with a heart etched in the ground. So if that that's helpful. So it's it's the five number five love languages: the secret to love that lasts by Gary Chapman, C H A P M A N. I recommend it just for six bucks. Well, and, go over to the to iTunes and yeah, download, download it. Download it. Listen it, to it. Listen to it in the car. Or It'll really walks. help. And and yeah. then as we talk about it on the program, make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And you can get the book on Amazon as well. I'm sure you can get it other places as well. But uh, I know he's got a website and everything. But that's that's what we're going to be talking about. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Let's pray. Okay. Father, we thank you that you have given us relationships in our lives. And sometimes they can be really hard. Sometimes they can be really great. What we're asking, Lord, is for you to reveal to us 
what love language does the people or do the people in our lives have and what love language do we really receive from help us god to uh, be better communicators we want to be everything that you call us to be and help us not to be selfish in our love we pray in jesus name amen amen cool well thanks aim for being uh, here again today you're very welcome anything else you want to say before we close I can't think of anything, but any of those five that you want to practice with me, it's it's great with me. Thanks. Yeah. That's great. You like it when I practice love on you. Give me more you? gifts. Like an iPad. Oh, mercy. Yes, that will help me. You could give me an iPad by the end of the series, and I'd be thrilled. Of course, they won't come out with version two yet. Oh, mercy. I can't wait for you to practice this, dear. How about a pack of gum? <laughs> <laughs> I could really chew on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Have a good one. Take Him With You is a production of Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. For more information, visit our website at takehimwithyou.com or email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. And if you feel like supporting and helping us, we really could use the help. Go to our website, takingwithyou.com, click on the donate button, or get our newsletter. We'd love to send it to you, and we really need donations, so please help us out. Bless you, and have a great day. When you're down and troubled And you need a helping hand And nothing, oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be there To brighten up even your darkest night You just call up my name And you know where Running, oh yeah, baby, to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call, and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a friend. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do Breeze TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. Podcast. Anomaly. 
something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. 